Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to Kind World from WBUR. I'm Erica Lance. Nate Kramer was a tall, quiet college swimmer when he was diagnosed with leukemia. His dad, Vince, says it was the beginning of four difficult years. Chemotherapy, a fungal infection of his sinuses, 30 operations, bone marrow transplant, some sort of infection of the lung. But he rallied again. He decided to remove his spleen. And he rallied from that. During these ups and downs, although his health was precarious, Nate started working with a music therapist from Cincinnati Children's Hospital. Here's Nate's mom, Deanne. Brian would come over to the house. Let's see. They would play music, they would record music. Brian was really teaching him to play his guitar. Different rock and roll. Wow, thanks. That's Brian Shrek, the music therapist. You make my heart. For the most part, Nate's parents didn't really know what Nate and Brian were recording. When Brian came over, I generally used that time to say, hey, I'm going out for a walk. I wanted to give them that private time. Nate had only one conversation with his parents about dying, and that had lasted for about three minutes. I think Nate could talk to Brian about things that he didn't want to talk to us about because it would hurt us. One day, Nate asked Brian about a project Brian had been working on. As part of his work as a music therapist, Brian had started recording the heartbeats of babies and children near the end of life. Then he would layer their heartbeats with melodies. Brian asked Nate, Would you like to do one? And he said, sure. So to me, we had talked about a million things in that those two sentences. But Nate's dad, Vince, wasn't keen on the idea of a heartbeat project. It's like, okay, is that the only heartbeat I'm going to have left of him? Um, No, thank you. To Vince, it felt like giving up, and he wasn't ready for that. Even a couple weeks later, when Nate, then 26, was back in the hospital. He was doing very poorly. I just actually asked Nate, Nate, do you still want to fight? And he said to me, want to fight. That was the last words he said to me. Nate couldn't talk after that. Five days later, his mom was up early with her son. It was just the two of us, and I was laying basically on his chest and listening to him. Could still hear his heartbeat then. That afternoon, he had passed. After Nate died, 
Brian gave Vince and Deanne a couple CDs from Nate. But Nate's death was still too raw for them to press play. They sold their house with its painful memories, packed up their belongings, and moved. Just over a year later, Vince was at home. It happened to be Father's Day. And I was rearranging my office. And I came across CDs that had a very unique, some sort of a, you know, custom cover. I don't even know what this is. So I, when I plugged it into my computer, the first thing I hear was, Happy Father's Day, old man. Love you. It was Nate's voice, and I was like, what? So then I listened to the next song, which was the heartbeat song. Nate had made one for his mom, too. Hey, Mama. I just wanted to say happy birthday and uh, wanted you to know how much uh, it means that, you know, you're here. I love you. Hearing the heartbeat for me is very bittersweet because of the morning of the day that he passed. But I would never give it up. How strong it sounds. It truly is a beautiful sound. I just continued to listen to it, and for days after that I had it playing very softly on my computer as background whenever I worked. It will probably never leave my CD player. <laughs> I have made about half a dozen spare CDs. I just don't want anything to happen to it. Nate had a very powerful, smooth, slow, rhythmic heartbeat. It's Nate. It's life. I cannot explain why. It just sort of calms me down. You can find more stories at wbur.org slash kindworld or subscribe to the podcast. Share your story by emailing kindworld at wbur.org.